Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling. I think it's time for him to give up. All right, great. Again, I don't read all these before we, before the mics get hot. And sometimes I think I should. I think it's, yeah, that's one of those things I should implement. Another thing I should implement is never getting your uh, computer hacked or downloading a uh, virus. Um, that happened about a month ago, and I'm still living with the kind of repercussions of that with just different things and different uh, devices that I've signed out of and had to re-sign in and all that. Now with like multiple different programs. But listen, you didn't you didn't tune in and not get to hear me <laughs> complain about that, did you? Uh, but I was just thinking about it because right before uh, I started this podcast, I was just doing that with iTunes. I had to um, sign out of the other devices that I've had, which I've never signed out of. So I had authorization of iTunes on five computers that I wasn't using, or four of them. So anyways, did everyone fall asleep? Welcome to the show. It is good to be with you. This is the 78th episode. We did it, ladies and gentlemen, 78 episodes. It's crazy. A lot of shows get better with time and the amount of episodes that they've done. Uh, some shows do that. <laughs> uh, but anywho, uh, yeah, a little bit of um, uh, business up at the top of the of the podcast. This is, yeah, the 78th episode, but we have something special coming up. So we're doing all Halloween episodes in a way. Sometimes it's very loose, like, uh, oh, this story is just kind of scary. So that'll work for Halloween. But we do have something very Halloween-ish. Um, emphasis on the ish, but um, the we are starting another podcast uh, that is a book club. It's BBC, the best book club. Um, I can't take credit for that title, but uh, I am a fan of it. And you will meet the members of our best book club coming up in a few weeks. But I wanted to share with you what the book is, in case you did want to read and be prepared for that podcast, you certainly don't have to. You can just hear about it um, when we air the podcast. That's totally fine, too. But in honor, I you know, had to pick, not had to, I got the opportunity to pick the first book of the book club. And so I figured, while well, it's Halloween, it's the spooky season, might as well do some kind of horror-themed book. And so I picked this horror writer, Paul Tremblay, who I've always heard a bunch about. And so I figured, well, let's, you know, there's a book I wanted to read. So let's not, I was like, let's just jump into it and just see what happens. So one, it's going to be a surprise to see if I like the author and also the book itself. So this first one is Paul Tremblay, The Paul Bears Club. So that is the first book that we will be reading. And then we'll do a podcast in probably the last week of October or, you know, latest first week of November. So there you go. So to be prepared, you can read the book, but you certainly don't need to or have to. And, uh, and yeah, there you go with that. So, but the big thing is, you know, we have to make sure all of our members read the book. Will they read it? Will I read it? Will I be able to finish the book in time? Um, cause it can be tough with a busy work schedule, but yeah, all these questions will be answered on that BBC initial podcast.
All right, from there, let's go to some entertainment news of the week. Uh, the first story is, so I am on the road, and so I haven't been able to see any movies in the theaters, but this movie is one that I've been talking about and geeking out over for a while. I've been really excited. I love the trailers, though You know, a lot of people were apparently turned off by them, but I thought it was good, and I thought the marketing campaign, this is, I'm talking about the movie Smile, the horror movie, and I loved it or loved the trailers rather. And I loved the marketing campaign, which was they were sprinkling people in at these uh, baseball games, um, these kind of sports things. <laughs> is that what baseball is, a sport? Um, and uh, they just, the camera would go and find these people in the audience that were just standing up smiling. And the whole idea of the movie is that people get kind of possessed by a smile and uh, it takes them over and kills them, and uh, and that's you know what very little I know about it. Uh, but what I also know about it is that it is the second week in a row that it's been at the top of the box office, which is awesome. This is uh, per the numbers, but um, they said yeah, this weekend was an additional seventeen point six million, so that made Smiles total forty nine million. At the box office so that is the movie it says with the premise the smile that makes you dead but um yeah there you go with that which is a uh, bad news for the david o russell movie amsterdam which just came out this week weekend as well that apparently did not do so well but i, ha- I did hear that that's like two and a half hours long and but i also saw that smile is two hours i would have thought smile would have been like the perfect 90 minute movie but uh, but there you go. I'm excited to see that movie and Kevin Bacon's uh, daughter in that. She's a great actress. She was in the um, Mayor of Easttown. Uh, but also, so Smile was uh, number one, and the other uh, spots of that uh, of that top list was Lyle Lyle Crocodile at two, Amsterdam three, Woman King four, and Don't Worry Darling at five. So I don't know. I'm kind of surprised Don't Worry Darling is even that high. Um, though I have heard from somebody that uh, they actually really liked it, and so I don't know. I'm gonna I'll check it out and then be able to give my full review on it uh, later on down the road. But just now, based off of all the kind of controversy or basically created controversy, I feel like for that movie, I just am so not interested, and I just think it, it just looks boring to me. But who am I? Who am I? Um, Also moving on uh, is the Halloween franchise, which will be wrapping up with Halloween Ends coming up soon. That's on October 14th, which will premiere in theaters, but also on Peacock. So if you have that, you'll be able to check that out as the end to David Gordon Green's trilogy. And, you know, presumably the end of the Halloween franchise, though we know, you know, I'm I'm sure those movies have been doing well, so I don't think that's going to last but um, it'll technically be the 13th film of the franchise, lucky number 13. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was saying at the New York convention, comic convention, over the week weekend, over the week, rather, I'm ready to end it, but I'm going to miss you all so much, she said. She was kind of tearful, and uh, she said that endings are a bitch, but so is Laurie Strode. And so she got a round of applause for that. But there you go. Check out... Uh, Check out that one. I definitely will. I'm. I liked the last two. I didn't love them, but I did like the last two. 
So there you go. And uh, Curtis also revealed that she conceptualized the idea for 1998's Halloween H2O because it had never been done before, catching up with a character 20 years after she survives the original. We wanted to show what happens when you run from fear. And so the whole idea is that you're running from fear, you're dead inside, you can't be alive. So there you go with that. Um, Also, this was interesting. I've kind of checked out of The Walking Dead for a while, but I do want to get back into it because I've basically built up all these episodes over the years that I just kind of haven't seen. You know, I just, and I liked it, but I just ended up getting caught up with other shows and um, that happens. That just happens sometimes. But uh, so I am looking forward to checking out um, all those, but also this one, they're doing a spinoff, which I thought was very interesting. It kind of gives you some spoilers to how the show has been going, but AMC revealed first look pictures of Maggie, Lauren Cohen, and Negan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's show titled The Walking Dead, Dead City. So there you go. And so he's obviously the guy that killed her husband at the end of season six, spoiler alert, bashed Glenn to death with a baseball bat, but apparently they're teaming up. Um, and so I'm intrigued by that. And there, uh, this, this review is saying that the new show looks a lot like the gritty, the Batman. And, uh, I have to agree. The pictures are very, very dark in tone, but yeah, I'll check it out. I'll jump back onto the walking dead bandwagon for sure. All right, from there, let's go to advice. This is any advice questions that you may have for me, a certified expert in the field of life. Uh, not really, but is anybody? Um, no. But, you know, you, you rack up a lot of life experience, so sometimes you can offer some advice that might be helpful. In my case, I don't think I do, but uh, we'll give it a shot here. If you have any questions, though, feel free to reach out to notgoodwithmat at gmail.com, notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. And in a future episode, we'll read your comment or question. But we'll start now with um, a couple who is basically, a couple says no to nursery heirlooms. So kind of hand-me-downs of uh, you know kids' toys and what what have you from the father's family, from the husband's, but accepts them from the mother's side. So hard feelings are bound to ensue, and they are from the father's side. That's tough. And I can see how people would get how, you know, from his perspective, he's like, well, why are we keeping all this other stuff if, you know, there's stuff from his family that he actually likes? Like maybe he's got some Ninja Turtle toys that he's really into. I just did a big move. And um, took a bunch of my stuff. Uh, I had a bunch of Ninja Turtle toys. And I got rid of them only because it's like I have so much clutter in my collection. And no joke, it was like maybe an hour or an hour and a half after I tossed them out that uh, somebody told me like, oh, yeah, Ninja Turtle toys are like coming back. They're like worth a lot. (laughs) I was like, oh, man. (laughs) Perfect. 
That's great. Uh, but yeah, I think the only right way to accommodate um, is to accommodate everybody. You have to. Collect the, the heirlooms, the toys, the hand-me-downs, the clothes from both sides. And then you take them, you put them all together, and then you throw them all away. Get rid of that clutter. You know what I mean? We can all, can all deal with less of that in our lives. Uh, next one comes in. Um, a partner is proving that a calm demeanor isn't always nice. One partner includes, okay, yeah, this is a couple, and basically the male of the relationship um, just decided to bring his ex on their vacation, on the current couple's vacation without asking. And then he blames his partner for getting emotional and upset about it. <laughs> I think you should run as as fast as you can from this relationship. Um, I guess you could try telling them how weird that is. You know what I mean? Be like, uh, like, how would you like it if I just brought one of my exes to to hang out? You know what I mean? Like, if he showed up and saw one of your exes, and he's just like, "Oh, hi, I'm I'm gonna go snowboarding with you all for the weekend." I hope. And actually, no, I don't hope that it's okay. It, it will be okay. <laughs> you have no say in that. Um, and, uh, yeah, he sounds like a, like, a, like a true psycho, a psycho. I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, next one is a potential friend is way too eager. Um, somebody has been, this person wrote in and said that uh, an acquaintance of theirs, they just met, and that person's like refers to to her as a new best friend, and is already feeling rushed into um, this new relationship. And yeah, I've had that. I've had that happen before. This is a total warning sign. But I've had people where they're like, "You, you're my new best friend," and I'm usually like, uh, "Nope, <laughs> see ya <laughs> forever." <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's another one to run away from. Uh, final one, um, a couple, boyfriend hates cats, but his girlfriend has a cat and loves her cat. And he hasn't, he's upset that, uh, that his girlfriend isn't stoked about accommodating him on that, i.e. getting rid of the cat. If it was a dog, yes, I can understand that. But, uh, no, 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 not really. But, um, Listen, if he's allergic, that's maybe one thing. But if he just doesn't like them, like, sorry, dude, you got to buck up. We, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have a whole Three's Company situation in store for you. Sorry. All right, from there, let's go on to movies and movie reviews of the week. We got a few for you. Um, I couldn't make it to the movie theaters, as I mentioned earlier, but that doesn't mean that I didn't check out a good chunk of movies. Um, So, yeah, let's start with um, two movies, actually, that are... One's a reboot, and another one is another in the series... Uh, let's start with that. Let's start with the one in the series, which is Hocus Pocus 2, the long-awaited sequel, 
we've had a whole um, segment devoted to Hocus Pocus uh, last Halloween uh, with special guest Paige, and um, it was uh, it was a good one. And there was a lot of crazy, interesting facts, like Doug Jones when you see the spiders come out of him, or the bugs, beetles rather, come out of him. He plays, uh, you know, the the zombie that comes out of the out of the ground. Blanking on his name right now, but uh, when he opens his mouth and they cut the wire, and you can actually, um, you know, he can actually speak. Then a bunch of these bugs crawl out of his mouth. We found out in that segment that that's actually he really put live bugs in there, which is crazy. Um, I'm trying to remember the character's name. Doug Jones in Hocus. Pocus, but uh, and then how they did that was they had like a whole little kind of container in his mouth so that the bugs wouldn't crawl down his throat. Uh, Billy Butcherson, of course, of course. How did I forget that? Um, but yeah, Hocus Pocus too. So a lot of people, you know, I, it hasn't gotten the best reviews, and I know there's a lot stacked against it when you have a movie that's so like beloved by people, and it wasn't even a hit back in like when it was released but then it built over the years built this following and people love it and have a special place in their hearts for it and i hadn't seen it till last year and i love it um and the second one i do too and i feel like it's going to be the same thing of it you know i don't think it's as good as the first one but i do think that over the years it'll probably hold up and i think bet miller still gives a thousand and 10% in her performance, which is the best part of it. Um, uh, I was disappointed a little bit with Sarah Jessica Parker. I feel like she just didn't bring it that much on this one. So I'll give her performance a not good, <laughs> but I, I will give the movie itself a good. Um, from there, Hellraiser. So the reboot. This has the female Hellraiser, or female Pinhead. I think she's great. Um, she's really good at it, but I don't think, I think overall, I don't like how they did. It seems like they lowered her voice or put a guy's voice over it or a different voice over it. Um, and I'm not sure on that, but like, I don't know. I think they could have used more of her. Um, so I'm going to give her performance was good, but I think that the way that they manipulated it and presented it was not good on that. But the movie as a total, as a whole package, I did like it. And I like seeing that Hellraiser is still ha- you know, gaining and um, creating and sparking interest from people. Because I love it. Those first two movies are actually some of my favorite horror movies. So I like that. So I'll give the movie as a total and in a whole package, I'll give it uh, a good. Uh, from there, Deadstream on Shudder. This is about a guy, an internet celebrity who decides to set up all these cameras in a house and do like a ghost hunt and do a live stream of it. And he's been banned from YouTube and from other channels and has lost sponsors in the time for bad behavior. So now he's trying to gain and garner that back with this live stream ghost event, ghost hunt event. And so he sets up all these cameras and of course, you know, craziness ensues and you've got the undead and you've got crazy over the top violence. Um, the thing is with that, I feel like the main actor, I'd have to watch it again. I don't know if I was just not in the right mood, but I don't think, I thought his performance was so over the top. 
Um, I'm going to look up his name, Deadstream. Um, but it's on Shutter, so you can check it out for yourself and see if you like it. But, um, I yeah, that was one of the big things. I was just kind of like, I don't know if I like his. It was Joseph Winter um, who also directed it, wrote it. And I think it is... Yeah, it's... um. And it also, I don't know if that's his wife that wrote it too, because it's another winter, Joseph and Vanessa winter. So, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, but either way, so basically it is, you know, the zombies and the undead are very much like Evil Dead. So it's uh, kind of has its Evil Dead um, love. It has it on its sleeves for sure. And I kind of felt like I was trying a little too hard to be Evil Dead. I do think it's it's perf- it's it's a good, you know, it's pulled off pretty well and effective. But overall, um, it just kind of took a lot for me to get through. I'll, I'll check it out when I'm in a different mood. But I'll have to say right now, Deadstream, good or not good, I'm going to give Deadstream a not good. From there, let's get into some random news of the week. And this random news of the week is, this is where we're going to lean in heavy to the um, Halloween theme and the the spookiness of it with a couple stories that are pretty creepy. Uh, You're welcome for that. Uh, First one being in Utah City. So officials are investigating the cause of something that's taking over the entire city, which is a foul odor. So a smell. This really gross smell that's being reported by residents. This is real, and it doesn't appear to be coming from the sewer. Residents of North Salt Lake City said they noticed the odor Thursday morning, and multiple locals compared the smell to rotting meat. Uh, when I hear this, I'm getting hev- heavy, heavy Dahmer vibes. Because that was the big thing in that Dahmer TV show. That was the huge part of that, where a neighbor kept saying that it smelled like rotten meat in there, and no one was listening to her when she was telling people. Uh, South Davis Sewer District General Manager Matt Myers said that uh, they received about 50 reports of the smell, but officials do not believe it's coming from the sewers. So a community development director, Sherry Pace, said the odor reached City Hall and police and building inspectors reported detecting it all around the city. And uh, Pace said that she's been out driving about two hours, for two hours trying to locate it. Um, yeah, so she's clearly not concerned about her full-time employment. <laughs> yeah, I was driving for eight hours looking for a smell. <laughs> like, how are you going to find an origin of a smell? Um, North Salt Lake City Manager Ken Lethem said the smell was reported as far as north as Farmington. So apparently that's a pretty big distance. Uh, but yeah, residents said that the smell will dissipate with evening winds, but the cause of the odor still remains in history. In in mystery, rather. I feel like the town is just sitting on top of a bunch of dead bodies. That's what that is. And uh, it's a town of serial killers, and they're going to get caught. Um, but yeah, that is super disturbing and weird and gross. Um, an escaped rodeo bull described as dangerous and extremely aggressive remains at large in North Carolina. 
Um, and as of now, they have not, you know, caught and detained <laughs> this uh, this animal. Police in Norwood, North Cor- North Carolina, North Carolina, Carolina. Uh, revealed that the bull had escaped from a stockyard in the town located about 50 miles east of Charlotte. This is funny because at this part of the story it says escaped, but we find something else out later in the story. That's a little tease. Um, But they said that this is no ordinary animal that's on the loose right now. This bull is chocolate in color and extremely aggressive. If you see this bull, call 911 immediately. And under no, no circumstances should you approach the animal as he will chase you. All right, so I should cancel my ticket to North Carolina or Carolina. Um, Norwood Police Chief James Wilson said that um, the aggressive bull broke through the wall and escaped from the stockyard at around 10 a.m. Um, so there you go. But also, um, Norwood resident Reba Luther was saying that somebody didn't lock the gate and that the big joker got out. The way I understand it, he was charging cars all over. So there you go. At the end, we find out that someone just didn't lock the gate. How bad do you feel if you're that guy (laughs) that forgot to lock the gate? God, the one time I forget is causing all this havoc. I'd be my worst. All right, now let's move on to some TV. This is TV of the week that I've been watching. I've been working a ton, but been able to see a few things here and there. Oh, one, oh, there's this other movie too, uh, Dario Argento, new movie of his that came out on Shudder uh, last night. And what is the name of it? You can tell it's a really great movie. <laughs> I'm like, what's it called? Um, but I did actually really like it. I watched a half an hour of it, and it seems just like his style. I know this is the TV section, but uh, I saw it on TV. Does that count? Um, but it's just like a lot of his other movies. Not, And I don't mean that in a bad way. I like his style. It's called Dark Glasses. And it's only 86 minutes, so check that out on Shutter 2. But okay, anyways, moving on to TV of the week i finished up beavis and butthead they did their final episodes of the season so i think it's 10 or 12 total and really um i mean i loved the show growing up but i think it's really way better and i like that they're reviewing they don't review and watch music videos as much anymore they still do which is good it's nice to still have that but um now they're also watching the the YouTube, as my, as I'm sure everyone's grandparents would call it, uh, but watching YouTube clips and TikToks and all this stuff, and so that's kind of cool that they're, you know, staying up to date on current pop culture. But yeah, check that out. Uh, it's one that I think I'll revisit. Like I actually want to watch them again because they really pump in a lot of jokes. So it's pretty dense with with jokes, which is good. Um, for any movie nerds, I watched a documentary on Ed Wood called Citizen Wood, Making the Bride, Unmaking a Legend. And the, uh, the legend that they're talking about is Ed Wood, um, who is a bizarre character in the sense of he's made really just awful movies. Some people think that they're awful, but they are very charming and they have a lot to offer. So I think, uh, you know, check it out. And that's that one is the making of Bride of the Monster. It is truly uh, a great one. And they mention it 
and in Ed Wood, um, the Tim Burton movie. But uh, yeah, check that out for sure. Great documentary. Has some of the Mystery Science Theater gang in it. Um, uh, oh, you know, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I, this one I wanted to remember to talk about is Let the Right One In. I love the movie. Great horror movie and vampire movie, which I'm not usually a vampire guy, but was awesome. And the show so far, it's one one episode in, but it is it is great in my opinion. Uh, Demian Bacar, who is, uh, was in The Bridge, and I think he did one of the Machete movies. Um, so I highly recommend that as well. And it's about this guy who's got to... It's about this guy who's taking care of his daughter who's turned into a vampire. So he's got to get her food. And in order to do that, he's got to move to different areas and cities that that have that available. And so when he transports her, he if he's doing it during the day, he's got to carry her in this case, <laughs> in like this tight briefcase, not briefcase, but suitcase. And um, yeah, I think even if I was put in that situation, I don't think I could still... I don't know if I could have my daughter just be shoved into a case like that. I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is my TV reviews, and that is the podcast for the week. So thanks for checking out another episode. Again, reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com and check out BBC. That's the uh, best book club that's coming up, the new podcast. And uh, the book we're reading is Paul Bearer's Club, so check that out. And, yeah, we'll see you guys in a week. I love you. 